0: Welcome to episode 75 of the Ask Achieve show, where we answer all of your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and business.
1: We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today's episode will be all about weight loss. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show.
0: What is Up Achievers, episode 75?
1: been going on. It's a heat wave, so we're kind of dying It's a, a big bit. time
0: heat wave. Yeah. I just stopped at Home Depot to grab some paint, because we're going to be including some more painting in the hallways at Achieve, and Lauren texted me saying it was 10,000 degrees in the car and she was melting.
1: <laughs> the uh, AC was on, but it was like, when I, you're not moving, I think it like goes lower.
0: I think, I mean, because it, what is it, convert air from outside and cools it down? I think it was just so hot just that it just wouldn't actually do that.
1: Yeah. It was brutal. I, we were dying. Diesel and I were both dying. I gave Diesel all the rest of my water. I sacrificed myself <laughs> for the dog, and then I was gonna be just a, eating ice you're cubes. You're going to be a
0: great parent. <laughs>
1: yeah. It was practice.
0: Um, cool. So um, we did a Instagram, like, sort of Q&A um, situation, um, and it was more geared towards getting questions for the podcast, and I would say, I don't know, probably about half of them were somehow pertaining to weight loss, fat loss. Um, those things. So we decided to make an entire episode on weight loss, I guess, yeah, yeah, um,
1: and not just on how to lose weight, but just kind yeah. of like talking about weight loss. So it's not this not going to be like a step- by step process of how to lose weight, although yeah. we'll talk about some strategies for weight loss, um, but also just sort of how we approach the topic of weight loss with our members and with people who ask us um, on a daily basis,
0: yeah, because so. I mean, there's a lot of tangible stuff that we could talk about, but, we need to talk about some of the other stuff first that sets the stage for the tangible stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we'll actually start with a story. One of our um, Q&As that we did on Instagram before the podcast Instagram uh, Q&A was... Uh, we were just on our way to Cape Cod, and so we were like, hey, we're taking some questions. We'll take the top 10. Yeah. Um, and one person said, my sister lost over 100 pounds. I feel like I need to get her something or do something for her. Any any suggestions? Um, and people really responded well to the way that we answered this question. Um, what we ended up saying was, basically, instead of praising this person's sister for the amount of weight that she lost try to focus your praise on the amount of work that she put in, the hard work that she put in, the effort, the consistency, everything that she did over the course of this last however many months it took her to get there um, to work on her health. And we, we see this so often that people jump to praise somebody on weight loss. They say like, oh my gosh, wow, that's amazing that you lost 50 pounds. It's amazing that you lost 100 pounds and they praise the outcome and they forget to talk to the person and, and congratulate the person on all the work that they did to get there. Um, and what happens when you do this, when you praise the outcome is that you make that person and in, in the moment, they probably feel great. They probably do yeah. think like, oh my gosh, I feel awesome. All, everybody's you know, responding to this and, and wishing me well. But what happens is in their minds now, their weight is all that matters. That number, that, the, that weight loss number is all that matters. And so they put all of their stock and energy into maintaining that number. And when something might come up in life and they might gain 20 pounds back, even if they're still doing all the hard work and they're still being consistent, and they're still going to the gym, but for whatever reason, a little bit of weight came back on, they will feel like a failure. Yeah. They'll feel really horrible because everybody noticed the weight loss and they talked about that number and they talked about how successful that weight loss made them as opposed to people being like, hey, look, you just made this whole lifestyle change. Mm. Like, you just did this amazing thing by con- committing to go to the gym three days a week and running or doing whatever they did. Um, instead of focusing on that way, they focus just so much on the number. So what we said was try to make sure that when you're talking to your sister you're praising her hard work and then maybe as a gift or a you know point of recognition for that hard work, we said maybe get her like a massage or something that shows you that shows her that you see her putting in all this hard work and she could use a little a little love a little R and R.
0: yeah because um. I think the other way is like if you start to um, congratulate the person based on the actual number um, it becomes a very slippery slope and that a person will eventually start to attach their self-worth and their confidence purely based on numbers and those numbers whether it's the weight on the scale or body fat metric things like that those are so out of your control you can do things in your control to try to affect it but the at the end of the day, there's a lot of stuff that are not in your control that are going to affect that number, and so it becomes a very dangerous slope. You know, even for me, like I fluctuate five pounds probably within a week. I would go up, up two, down two, up one, down one. it's kind of like it just fluctuates so much, and it just changes based on you know how I've slept or how much water weight I've had or you know how hydrated I am. There's just so many different variables attached to it, um, and that if they see a uptick in the scale that can really lead to a damaging negative thought spiral and that can lead to a whole host of events um, because of the recognition being based upon the actual weight loss than it is what they did to that was in their control to prepare for that weight loss
1: yeah 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 So just wanted to start with that story to kind of set the stage for the way we're going to talk about weight loss too today is that it's a totally valid goal and there's nothing wrong with wanting to lose weight if that's something that you want, but also as a bystander of someone losing weight, make sure that we're not only ever talking to people about their weight, um, as in terms of their success in health and fitness. So whether you are just somebody's friend who's trying to be supportive, try to support them by congratulating them on their consistency, congratulating them on how, how they've like, been adding healthier foods to their diet and they're becoming a healthier person Mm -hmm. rather than just the number. Um, especially trainers too. like make sure that you're not just congratulating your clients on weight loss. Mm -hmm. Um, something that we've stopped doing completely is like before and after pictures. Yeah. Um, first of all, after is a really horrible way of kind of talking about someone (laughs) who's currently living. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, so saying that like this is after is like not really giving them a lot of like time to, or like, ability to then change again (laughs) yeah
0: or or to insinuate that they were like worse before Before, because of a number on the scale so um yeah that whole transformation thing is um you know i can see why it happens and why it might be motivating on the outside but you know just spreading the wrong message we think
1: yeah Um, So we're going to shift gears a little bit and talk about some strategies for weight loss for people who do have that as a goal. Um, But just keep in mind that it's very important to make sure that weight loss is truly a goal that's coming from a, a place within. It's not something where somebody told you that you should look a certain way and you feel like, or you just feel like weight loss should be a goal for everyone because everyone's always talking about weight loss. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's the only reason that you can come up with for why weight loss might be a goal for you, um, I w- we would recommend reevaluating that goal for yourself.
0: Yeah. I think, I mean, I don't, I don't think people even realize how much external pressure there is to lose weight. Um, I would say, especially, um, correct me if I'm wrong, especially as a, a female, right? Yeah. There's magazine covers, whether it's Instagram or people telling you or whatever it might be, there's so much external pressure placed on upon the fact that you should always basically strive to lose weight, lose body fat, uh, be more toned, uh, long and lean muscles and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah. just so much of that, that you might not even be aware of it. And so you just say that your goal is that without really contemplating, is it actually my goal?
1: Yeah. And it's not even, sometimes it's not even as direct as like, ads talking about weight loss but it's just subtle indirect things like just what you see on a daily basis from models and Mm -hmm. yeah Instagram and ads and all these things it's just like constantly uh society basically telling you to be smaller and to strive to be smaller yeah and so it's so subconscious sometimes like you don't even realize that we're getting all this information all the time I mean we
0: get so many people that walk in to achieve and we talk to them about their goals, and I think for a lot of them, it's like their first time really actively thinking about it. And initially, they'll say something along the lines of, I want to lose 10 pounds. And you know, at first, when we were first coaching, we we're like, okay, great, we'll, we'll help you lose 10 pounds. And now at this point, we understand that there's usually some other underlying stuff that is happening, and we dig a little bit further. And you know, usually, we'll find something else um, that's a little bit more truer, a little bit deeper in terms of importance to them whether it's actually like i really want to get in shape to you know get down on the floor and play with my kids without pain like that that's an example Um, another example might be um you know they had an like a self-embarrassing moment where they couldn't yet get the um the luggage into the overhead compartment and on an airplane like things like that where it actually had more of a significant impact on them than just saying like you know i want to lose 10 pounds yeah
1: and sometimes the answer is like is like, well, obviously a little, obviously weight loss. That's I've true. heard that yeah, before. Yeah, it's like, well, obviously weight loss and then also I want to accomplish the, these other things and we yeah. used to, I used to just let that go and now I'm like, well, why obviously weight loss? Yeah. Like what what do you what do you mean obviously weight loss? Like yeah. what why is that important to you? And they're like, well, no, and I mean just obviously, mm-hmm. like I should. Yeah. And you're just like, no, that's I should is never a good enough reason. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> it needs to come from come from within. So, yeah, so just making sure that that's that stage is set right now Mm -hmm. that we don't think that anybody's goal should be weight loss because they weigh a certain amount or because they feel pressure from society. We think that if somebody has a weight loss goal, it just needs to be really be because it's something meaningful for them. Um, they have an underlying reason for it and then we will say, okay, cool, let's go. Let's talk about some different strategies for it. Um, But yeah, let's start there. Yeah. Something that that
0: always sticks with me is um, we've ran like six to eight week nutrition workshops at Achieve that Lauren has run and, um, and instructed. And I remember during one of the workshops, you said that someone came up to you after the class and said, you know is it okay that I don't want to lose weight? Yeah. <laughs> it was like they were asking you permission yeah. if they should lose weight or not. Yeah. And I thought that was so fascinating. It's like, yeah, because there is so much pressure to look a certain way and they just assumed that because we were coaches that we also wanted them to lose weight yeah. or look a certain way or enhance their body composition. No, it's totally fine to work out and just be healthy and just feel good. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was super cool. Yeah,
1: definitely. All right. So let's get into some of the nitty gritty now. Yeah. Um, so... When it comes to talking to people about weight loss, we typically like to lay the foundation with a mindset conversation, which isn't typically what you would maybe expect. Most people would expect, like, we go right into macronutrients and how much protein you should have, how many (laughs) carbs you should have. Um, But we take a step back and talk about mindset. And this is because – this is through experience. This is through people, like – Krista Scott Dixon and people who are really, really amazing at working with people with nutrition who have used this strategy over and over again with so much success that you cannot really make an impact with someone uh, on, on long-term weight loss without addressing mindset first. Yeah. Um, and so there are a couple different aspects to this, and we'll just talk about a few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is, but outside of just talking to them about why weight loss is important. That's number yeah. one. Um, one of them is just like getting people to understand that it's okay to be okay with their bodies now while also wanting to make a change. Um, yeah. I think that's a, that's a really big one is that we want to make sure that people don't feel like they will feel better. They'll feel better about themselves or they'll be okay once they lose 10 pounds. And they just want to lose that 10 pounds, and then they know they're going to be okay. Because we've seen time and time again that that's never the case. If you're not okay right now with who you are and how you look and how you, like what's going on in your body, how you take up space in the world, you're not going to be okay with it when you lose 10 more pounds. You're going to find other things that you don't like about yourself or that you don't like about your body. So we need to address those underlying issues first, and we need to start being a little bit more positive in terms of the way that we talk about our bodies, even if they're not quote unquote perfect or quote unquote exactly what we want them to look like now, we still have to learn to be okay with them. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say that that's the first conversation that we would typically have with someone is let's talk about ways that you can start to improve your self-talk. Um, and it's not going to be the typical like t- look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself you love your body, <laughs> because I've been there and I've been in the place of hating my body and looking at myself and saying like, no, I don't hate my body. I love my body. It's just outrageous. Like it just doesn't mm-hmm. work. Um, As much as people might say it, it does, it certainly didn't for me. And I've heard from many people that it, it doesn't. For them. Yeah.
0: And I mean, this isn't going to be like a complete turnaround super quickly because of conversation we had is. You know, like, you know, I I think we're pretty good coaches, but, like, that just doesn't happen, right? Right. So other things that we like to take into account are just, like, for us as coaches, we try to bring the conversation back to things that are in their control, which is why we like strength training so much. We can easily show someone progress from when they were squatting a certain weight one day to four weeks later, they were squatting 10, 15, 20 pounds more. There's clear progress there. And then we can reward them um, based on that progress that they've made because of the consistency that they put into the gym. So we try to reframe the conversation towards tangible stuff that they've actually accomplished at the gym, which is why we love strength training so much. Uh, Another uh, point that we like to make is we try to get them to surround themselves with people that lift them up. Um, you know, you might not even realize, but some people might be, um, I wouldn't say like sabotaging, but just like, you know, they, they, they'll put maybe their own insecurities on you or they'll prey on insecurities. And this could be like accounts that you follow on social media. This could be magazines. This could be really anything, but always thinking about who are you surrounding yourself with? And the more positive influences uh, that you surround yourself with, the better off you're going to be and the less likely you're going to get into a negative thought spiral because someone said, you know, one very specific comment that really kind of like hit you deep, right? Yeah. So those are a couple things that I want to throw in there. Yeah,
1: definitely. So just being more okay with where you're at currently and and having some strategies for that. So some strategies are what Jason was just talking about, surrounding yourself with positive people, um, people who, who support you, build you up, don't talk as much about like your body, just love you for you yeah. and who you are. And make sure like you need people to remind you that your weight is not the only thing that matters about you and your yeah. appearance in general is not what matters about you. When you step back and think about the people in your life who you're really, truly... Close with your family, your friends, like, and you ask them your, yourself what they love about you. Yeah, it's gonna be so rare <laughs> that <laughs> anyone's answer is my six pack. Yeah, <laughs> like or the, how 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 lean I am, how right. skinny I am. It's always gonna be about what kind of a person you are and what value you bring to other people's lives. And you just have to be able to remind yourself that there's so much more to you than your, than your appearance and that it's okay to want to work on your health and to want to lose some weight, but don't let that be the only thing that matters in your life. Um, And so that's just number one is overall mindset, overall understanding of this, um, this journey that you're about to be on as just one aspect of your life and not your whole life. It's Mm. a very small piece of it, but it's something that you want to accomplish. That's fine. Don't let it overtake you. Yeah. Um, Another piece of mindset that I wanted to throw in there is um, the idea of everything that you're going to try and everything that you're about to attempt in terms of weight loss as an experiment Mm. and not as a diet, not as uh, restricting yourself, not as starving yourself, making sure that you're thinking about everything that you're about to try as This kind of fun, new experiment. Yeah. (laughs) And that changes the way that you approach going into this whole process. If you say like, okay, if you start using words like can't or bad or um, unhealthy, things like that. So like I can't have uh, dessert at night or chocolate's bad for me or I can't have sugar or I can't have carbs this is constantly gonna make you feel like you're restricting and that you're on this sort of like short term plan where you can't do all these things in order to reach your goal. And instead we wanna start taking that language away and talk about I'm trying out Um, limiting my carbohydrate intake or I'm going to try out not having dessert every night. And then you get to have the opportunity to say that didn't work for me. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to try something else out instead. Instead of if you say I can't have dessert and then you have dessert, then you failed. There's, it's just black and white. That's the only thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, because I mean, we've talked about this at length in, in, in previous podcast episodes, but like, like ketogenic is in right now. Keto works. Paleo works. Intermittent fasting works. Like all these different diets work. But they don't work for every single person. And so you need to figure out whether or not certain approaches work better for you or don't work as well for you. And it doesn't mean that if something doesn't work well for you that you're a failure or you fail that. It was just an experiment. Now you learn that really restricting carbs don't work or really restricting um, you know, grains don't work or really uh, – increasing protein to the max doesn't work. So you just figure out what works well for you and then you can find a more reasonable reasonable approach after you experiment a bit.
1: Yeah, I, I mean I like I haven't really talked about it in this episode but I know I've talked about it in previous epi- episodes of this podcast that I've gone through my own weight struggles and body image struggles and for me, I mean, I went through every popular diet that there has been yeah. out there until now because I haven't done keto mainly because I don't need, feel the need to because <laughs> yeah. I feel like I finally found what works for me and is sustainable for me. So right. I'm no longer going to be able to say that. I used to be able to say, I've tried every single diet out there. Now I can't really say that um, because I'm in a better place. But I had tried everything out there and every time one of them didn't work for me, which was almost, was almost which was every time, I felt like... I failed because why was it working for everyone else? Like it seemed, it always seemed yeah. like it was working for everyone else. That's true. And in reality, it was working for the people who pushed it. Yeah. So there was a small group of people who it did work well for because it actually fit into their lifestyle and it actually was the way that their body responded to those sorts of ratios of food. And then they got so excited about how it worked for them that they were so loud about it. Yeah. And so, and because it worked, and that's yeah. fine. But it made everybody who it didn't work for feel horrible. Like, why why is, is this not working for me? It seems like it's working for everyone else. Yeah. And then the conversation, you start to have those small conversations with your friends where you're like, I tried this and it didn't work. And your friend's like, I tried it and it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> and then you start to realize that it doesn't work for a lot of people. Right. And then that's when the new diet comes out. Exactly. right? And so it keeps going in this cycle where it's going to work for certain people because it, they happen to fall into that category of people that it works for. Yeah. <laughs> um, but It not working for you doesn't make you a failure. And so instead of trying to latch on to the newest diet trend, trying to think about yourself as an experiment and, and allowing yourself to do things that might not be in quote unquote in right now. So for me, the biggest thing that I, that I did that I allowed myself to do was to put carbs back in my diet. Yeah. And that was like very taboo and also terrifying to me. (laughs) Totally terrifying. I was like, I'm going to have rice. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I might gain 100 pounds. Why did you start that? (laughs) I actually have no idea. Yeah. I think I did it because literally I had tried everything and I felt like I'm just going to... Well, so my my decision was to relax more about food and be less... um, like, my first move was to stop doing this food group is bad, this f- food group is good. And I decided that if I was going to take that approach, I had to actually let myself have different food groups that I hadn't been having. Yeah. And so, for me, rice was the first thing. Hmm. I was like, I'm going to let myself have rice because it's probably been, like, five years since I had, <laughs> had rice. Um, I, would, I wouldn't even eat sushi. Like, I would only get sashimi because yeah. it had rice in it. Like, it was just so – it felt so – Freeing to be like, you know what, I'm just gonna see what happens. Because yeah. I got over the idea that there was a right and a wrong way of eating, that there was a good and a bad way of eating. And that, that was the mindset piece that really changed for me. Yeah. That allowed me to do something that I would never have done if I hadn't gotten to that place mentally. <laughs> um and so it wasn't anybody's recommendation to add carbs yeah. at that point. Yeah. I just thought, I'm gonna try it. And what happened for me was it helped me portion control a little bit better. Yeah. Um, I felt more satisfied when I had some more carbs in my meal and I didn't have to eat as much to feel full. Um, and then I ended up controlling calories and losing weight Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that wasn't supposed to happen. Like adding rice to my diet. It wasn't that I added rice, right? Yeah. It wasn't the rice or the grain or the carb that actually changed it. It was, I actually found what worked for me in terms of Making me feel satisfied, making me feel happy with every meal Mm -hmm. and not searching for something else because I felt like something was missing from every meal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean there's there's so much to just flipping your mindset in terms of like not restricting yourself and constantly thinking about what can I take away, what can I restrict, what can I just totally eliminate? Like all these sorts of words that are just so like diminishing and it just it's very it's very difficult to stay in that state for so long because your willpower only lasts for that long. Right. And so if you just take a little bit of a step back and like a lot of stuff that you preach, Lauren, are just like, you know, how can we add more vegetables to your diet? How can we add more protein to your to your diet and adding, you know, quote unquote, healthier options? Um, and then just by default, because you're adding so much healthier stuff, a lot of the quote unquote, unhealthier stuff starts to, um, you know, wane a little bit. But we're not restricting it completely and so people can have such a much more sustainable and you know, you know, longevity type of approach with it. Yeah. Right.
1: Exactly. Yeah. When I first start start talking to my nutrition group, the first couple topics are um well after mindset, obviously, but like I've said, the first couple topics are adding in healthier options. Um and that's it that's again a mindset shift because we're so used to thinking about weight loss as elimination. And thinking about taking away. Yeah. And so when we actually change that and flip that script and say, like, all right, we're, we if you want to lose weight, if your goal is to lose weight, let's talk about adding more vegetables. And people are like, well, that how is that going to help? Yeah, <laughs> Like, how is adding more food going to help? Or adding more protein? Like, that's definitely not going to help. That's yeah. adding so many calories. Um, but what happens is when you do add those things in, you naturally take certain things away because you can only, you do get full faster, especially with more protein and and more like whole grains and and healthy vegetables. You actually get fuller faster and you end up not feeling the need to eat as much or to eat maybe dessert afterwards, things like that. But I don't talk about that I don't say we're adding this so that you eliminate something else. Because then again, that puts in your brain that I'm doing this to eliminate something. Yeah. So I don't say that. That's the, the reason. Maybe I shouldn't have said it here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but the idea is... We're just going to focus on adding healthy things. We're just going to focus on being overall a healthier person. The rest of it is going to kind of just take care of itself.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so adding adding vegetables, adding protein is definitely huge. Most people are not getting enough protein, especially if they are active and also kind of incorporating strength training and weight training into this overall healthier lifestyle yeah. that they're going for. Um, so protein's definitely a big one uh, that I feel like a lot of people are just – Lacking in yeah. so it's definitely a conversation that we usually have um, we I try not to get too specific about macronutrient breakdowns because again that creates a lot of stress for, for most people in terms of having to weigh your food or measure out every single piece of chicken that you that you make for yourself yeah um, so before going into any specific breakdowns for for each category. We talk more about portion control in general in terms of listening to your body's cues. Um so when we talk about amounts of food, instead of first starting with um have this much carbohydrate, this much protein, this much fat. Um we just talk about how to listen to your body's hunger cues and how to listen to your body's fullness cues. Yeah. And those two things alone are going to take you 90% of the way there anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean that, that's probably one of the biggest factors in terms of, like, your weight loss yeah. um, as well, right? And it was, like, I think the first, what do you think, the first couple of weeks were, you know, a little, pretty difficult they in terms having, of trying yeah. to manage your appetite and stuff like that. And then after, there was there was some sort of tipping point where you were, like, totally fine. And I was like, Lauren, are you, you're not eating enough. And you are like, yeah. no, I'm actually very satisfied.
1: Yeah, it <laughs> actually looked like, like, for, yeah, from your perspective, it looked like all of a sudden I was restricting myself. But the difference was I wasn't. I was actually yeah. listening to my body. I was right. eating less. And so it might have looked to you a little scary like are you sure you're eating enough? Like uh-huh. you used to eat so much more and like are you what's 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 happening yeah. here? But for me I was like, no, I actually don't need to eat as much as I was eating, but I could never have figured that out by just saying I'm going to cut this much food off my plate and not give it to myself and feel like, restricted and feel hungry because I was taking it away from myself. So what I did instead was I just focused on... I did two things. I timed myself how fast I was eating, realized I was eating way too fast. Like, I was eating my meals in about five minutes and... You need to take at least 20 minutes if you want your body to actually relay the message to your brain that you're actually full. Um, And so not getting those fullness cues was making it very difficult to actually know how much was an appropriate amount to eat. I just was arbitrarily putting the amount of food on my plate that I thought was right for me and eating it so fast that I never got the chance to know if it was really right for me. So what I did first was slow down. And slowing down made me realize that I actually was getting... Like, by the time I hit, like, 15, 16, 17 minutes, I was getting full, and I wasn't done with my meal yet. And so then what I started to do was actually serve myself a little bit less. So I was like, I don't think I actually need as much as I thought. So then I started to just do... Cut the portion down just a little bit, and again, take the same amount of time to try to finish it. And then I was realizing that I was totally satisfied. Like, I never felt like I was still hungry after that, after that 20 minute walk.
0: Um, it's so, it's so interesting. Again, going back to finding what works for you, like, you know, anytime that I would like, you know, sometimes like in terms of like weekends of travel and like, if we go away for a conference, like I'll eat pretty much whatever I want (laughs) (laughs) and then come back home and realize, Oh, I gained like five or 10 pounds. So I'm gonna, you know, cut back just a little bit and in terms of my eating habits at home what people will usually say you know the experts will say is eat your meals and be re- really mindful about each each uh, chewing each uh I each chew- yeah each bite each bite it's
1: <laughs> <That's laughs> a hard word jason i know it's a rough one um,
0: each bite and be mindful about that and really take in the flavors and really appreciate your food and i've heard that a lot and i did that and i was like yeah, this is making me more hungry and I'm just eating more and more. (laughs) Um, And so what I ended up doing was I actually started doing work or doing something else like in between bites and stuff like that to kind of like take take my mind off of the food and be less mindful about the process. And that actually helped me in terms of just being like, okay, after about 15 minutes, I was doing work or doing programs and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, actually, I don't need to finish what's left over on my plate. And it was kind of like an eye-opening experience for me because I have always been used to just like slamming down food as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just finding what so works for you. The
1: way that you slow down doesn't really matter that much. Exactly. People, yeah. People are always like, put your fork down and like take a deep breath and smell <laughs> your food and really taste it and chew it like many times before you swallow your food and all this stuff. Yeah. And it's like that that does work for some people, and then that doesn't work for others. And for others, they're just gonna get frustrated by that method. So yeah. But the the common theme here is that slowing down is really what, ha- what helped. Exactly. Right? So like yeah. for you, you had to be distracted in order to slow down. Exactly. And that's fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> like whatever it takes to help you, because the actual like science behind it is that your body needs that time to actually process the hormones that send that you're, you know, that you send up to your brain to basically say like, you can stop eating now. You're yeah. satisfied. Right. Um, and that's the actual like legit thing that's happening. How you get there doesn't really matter. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, So yeah, so slowing down is kind of our number one portion control method, Um, and that is going to give you a little bit of a better sense of whether or not you're actually hungry, whether or not you're actually full, and it's going to be an easier route to take. It's going to be a little bit more challenging at first because you're going to question whether you're still hungry, you're gonna question whether you had enough, you're gonna question a lot of things. Um, Whereas if you just had somebody tell you, like, eat this much protein, eat this many carbs and eat this much fat, you're like, well, at least I know that I did it right because somebody wrote it down for me and told me what to do. (laughs) And so you won't question it, but it might not work. Whereas this way is gonna be more, of like we were talking about, more of an experiment and you are gonna be a little more unsure at times of is this working, is this right? Am I doing the right thing? Um, But we would say trust the process here. Let it be a longer term process. Don't rush to say like, I did this for a week and it didn't, I didn't lose any weight, so it must not be working. Yep. Um, as, even if you're just noticing slight differences, like just the fact that you might feel a little more relaxed about your, your meal, something like that is going to be, it's going to be huge in the long run. So allow yourself some time to work with this experimentation and, and really see what works for you.
0: Yeah. Should we talk about training next?
1: yeah 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 so that's right we said all about weight loss and all we've talked about is nutrition because yep. we mindset. should say yep. mindset and then nutrition so mindset I, I still I guess we kind of focus mindset on the nutrition aspect of it but it it works for both yeah um, nutrition those would be our our main things that we would cover and then and those are kind of like the the two well mindset would be kind of like the bottom of your pyramid for talking about. A pyramid of, of weight loss. Mindset mm-hmm. would be the bottom. The next level would be nutrition. And then we'd get up to training.
0: Yeah. And I think most people tend to start with training and yeah. go right into like aggressive HIIT training style workouts where they're working out six, seven days a week doing um, like, you know, high intensity spinning or high intensity like boot camp types of, type of situations. And they just run their bodies into the ground without first addressing those two Um, you know, the two bigger priorities, which is mindset and nutrition first, right? Yeah, definitely.
1: Um,
0: And so for us, what we're trying to do is basically the least amount to get the most positive benefit. And this is why we subscribe to strength training so much. Strength training builds lean muscle mass and lean muscle mass enhances your metabolism. It builds you a greater metabolic engine, right? Because Mm -hmm. that muscle is metabolically expensive and needs calories to upkeep. And so if you build more lean muscle, that means you burn more calories at rest, which means there's less effort involved. And so I think what most people tend to focus on is the amount of calories that they burn within the workout session. We're more focused on the amount of calorie burn outside the workout session, if weight loss is, is the goal. I'm yeah. um, and so we think that uh, strength training just builds you just a much greater base in terms of, Um, boosting your metabolism.
1: Yeah, and there's definitely going to be different levels of this so like Mm -hmm. if you're focusing solely on one rep max like powerlifting type training that might not elicit the same response that we're talking about right right or if you're constantly doing like weight training but you're using five pound weights and you're doing 15 to 20 reps of everything that's also not exactly going to elicit the response that we're talking about so we're kind of talking about this middle ground somewhere where you're focusing on making progress in the gym getting stronger um but also making sure that you're getting enough volume in that your body is actually creating having these adaptations and and creating more muscle overall um but not just for pure strength and not just for pure endurance so somewhere in the middle
0: yeah and i guess like if we kind of break down our programming at a very root level some might say that we go from like bodybuilding type of repetitions, like eight to 12. And we fluctuate that with more powerlifting repetitions where, where it's like more like four to eight. And we kind of fluctuate between those two zones. And if people want to max out and really test their strength, then we'll approach those one to three repetitions. But I think what most people do is what you just said is go really high repetitions, go 15 to 20 repetitions, or they'll go like towards the other end of this, like the super strength spectrum Mm -hmm. and we kind of like fluctuate between the other two zones the bodybuilding zone quote unquote and the powerlifting zone quote unquote yeah yeah um yeah and that seems to yield the greatest amount of like hypertrophy benefit as well as strength benefit and just alternating between those two and not not like alternating every workout or every week or every month um, we'll go through two to three or four months of hypertrophy focused training and then we'll go two three four months of strength-based training and we just go through that cycle um, basically over and over.
1: Yeah, and then we like the way that you might structure your week is for if you're going for weight loss, we would recommend doing two to three of those types of strength training workouts uh, a week. Mm-hmm. So start with that as your base for your workout regimen. Yeah. And if you, so, if you have two to three, like hopefully you can find two to three hours in your week to dedicate to strength training. If you can't, then Whatever hours less than you, that than that you have, dedicate it to strength training. Yeah. That's fine. Um, but up to three hours a week, dedicate to, well, I guess we maybe would say even up to four hours a week. Yeah, up to four. Yeah. To strength training. If you have more time after that, then that's when you can add some other aspects of training in that might have a, a small, like, give you that small, like, little extra boost mm-hmm. um in terms of your weight loss efforts but really make sure that you're focusing the majority of your work on strength training yeah. um which is definitely still confusing for people and still doesn't feel doesn't necessarily feel like the right thing cuz you don't right. feel like you're sweating profusely and yeah. burning all these calories and dying on the in a puddle of sweat on the floor <laughs> but that's okay um because Time and time again, we've seen and it's been proven that having more muscle is actually going to elicit more of a metabolic response. and You're actually going to have an easier time with weight loss overall.
0: Yeah. Now, if you happen to have a little bit more time beyond that initial three strength training sessions a week, I would, uh, we would say, uh, we would throw in one to maybe two HIIT training workouts, hit yeah. training style workouts where you're doing like a, a Metcon, like interval-based training type of workout. Uh, and that will help to burn some additional calories. But notice that we don't say doing three to four to five HIT training workouts a week. It's just too much intensity on your body. I mean, it's called high intensity for a reason. It's, uh, it's just going to wear down on your body over time. And so we'd like to limit it to one to two. We think that's very healthy and can really you know, you know, push you in a really good zone. Um, after that one to two, if you still have more time available, that's when you can start to add in more low-intensity cardio, whether it's jogging, running, hiking, or even just being more active in your daily life, um, just incorporating more of a active lifestyle, whether it's just walking the dog longer distances or uh, parking a little bit further away from the entrance at you know stores that you frequent. Um, just little things that tend to add up, taking the stairs rather than the escalator, which I take the escalator every time, and Lauren <sighs> always takes the stairs, and then I try to race her up the escalator, which is assisting me and try to beat her.
1: <laughs> and he never, he can never beat me, because there's too many people on the escalator, and I'm the only person on the stairs. <laughs> uh,
0: but basically, yeah, I guess I guess the big thing is we use strength as another pyramid. Strength is the bottom of the pyramid, and then we start to go more towards hit, and then finally, um, some aerobic-based type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So so we've got mindset, nutrition, training. Next on the pyramid would be um recovery. So this yeah. is a big component of of weight loss that it can't be the first thing you focus on. Like I mean, I guess it could be, but like if all you do to lose weight is try to sleep more, you might lose a little weight, but it <laughs> probably won't be like your best bet to start with that, but it's going to absolutely contribute and in not recovering properly is going to contribute to uh basically slowing down your progress. Yeah. So this isn't necessarily as much about like one doing these things correlates directly to weight loss, but it more is doing these things correlates to continuing your progress and allowing the other things that you're doing to actually work. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so sleep is one of them. It's a huge one. We know, new parents or now I know pregnant women just (laughs) can't sleep. And that's like, you know, you have to pick your battles with certain things. So if there's something in your life going on where sleep can't be a priority, we get it. Don't, don't think that you can't make progress without, you know, having adequate sleep for a small period of time. But if, if it's something in your life that you can control right now, trying to get seven, eight hours of sleep a night is going to be so, so helpful.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, hydration is a big factor. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can probably probably lump that into nutrition, but we'll, we'll view that as a recovery as well. Yeah. Um. Even things like managing stress levels, mm-hmm. um, which can, you know, if you're stressed, it can spike up your cortisol, which can spike up your water weight. Um. All these sorts of external factors, and so yeah, I mean, we see a lot of times people, um, with work issues or just life issues, and that can really take a toll if they're not really taking the time to do self-care and really, uh, meditating or journaling or doing gratitude journals, things like that to really try to manage stress. Um, if that's something that is, you know, peaking in their life at that time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So do we cover it all? I, we covered <laughs> I mean, as much as we can cover bases, in yeah. under an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just to reiterate, like go back to the beginning, make sure number one, make sure that weight loss is actually your goal and it's actually something meaningful to you and it's not something that you just think you should do.
0: Yeah, because it's it's such a it's going to be such a challenging journey, yeah. right? Which is the reason why so many people are are on it and off it and yo-yo diet and all that sort of stuff. It's gonna be so challenging that if you're doing something that isn't truly for you, you're not going to be fulfilled by it. You're going to be resentful of the process. And if you're resentful of the process, it's going to damage the whole thing. And so you really have to dig deep and figure out if this is actually something that you want to do or if it's something that you've been told or influenced to do.
1: Right. On top of that, make sure that your mindset is the first thing that you consider in consider changing and talk, think about ways that you can actually have a more positive mindset surrounding weight loss now that you have decided this is something that you want to do how can you make it a positive experience for you how can you look at things as an experiment rather than restriction or rather than something that you have to do
0: yeah and then i guess finally thinking about adding rather than subtracting eliminating taking out and diminishing um, so, you know, we talked a lot about adding in terms of like, you know, adding strength markers. So mm-hmm. adding more weight to your squats or adding veggies or adding proteins,
1: adding and, sleep, <laughs> yeah, adding sleep, adding
0: water, the yeah. more you can add and think about that and less about all the stuff that you have to restrict yourself with, the more of a positive mindset you'll be in throughout the process, which is really what you need to be adaptable, and to be malleable to all the little obstacles that life will throw at you in terms of. Um, trying to hinder you on your health and fitness journey. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Cool. So we didn't answer any specific burning questions today, <laughs> but I know we know that a lot of you had questions about weight loss, about fat loss, and we hope that today covered some of those questions, but also gave you some insight into how you might be able to start thinking about weight loss a little bit differently. Yeah. So we we really appreciate all the questions that come in. If you have any questions for future episodes, you can. Let us know on Instagram. You can DM us at AchieveFitnessBoston. If you like what you've been hearing and you wouldn't mind leaving us a review on iTunes, we would super, super appreciate that. And until next time, peace,
0: love, and and muscles. muscles.